And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Thursday, May 26th, and this is the program that takes the mystery out of your financial life. And we do that by answering your questions. You can pose a financial or any kind of question, really, anything that's remotely associated with a dollar sign. You can pose that question on our website. It's jillonmoney.com. Just click the contact us button. Don't forget to let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. Now, of course, we do answer your questions. We do email episodes. This is one of those episodes, but it tends to be a lot easier if you can come on the air because then we can ask lots of follow-up questions because Mark and I are very, very nosy. So, Mark, I love this. Uh, I love your very romantic um, first email for me because I happen to be going to a wedding this weekend. And so this is the subject is prenup. (laughs) Hi, Jill. Number two daughter is planning a late fall 2022 wedding. And both she and her boyfriend, now fiance, would like to create a prenup agreement. Hmm. I tried looking online at some sites, LegalZoom, for example, but they offer every type of form except a prenup. After more searching, I've located a bunch of sites that for a fee will create a prenup. They advertise as free, but after a lot of time and entering data, then you hit the fee and then blah, blah, blah. Okay, questions. Do you have a favorite online site to create this document to later be witnessed and notarized? Mark, do we? I don't have one. Do I think it's a good idea? You know what? I have to be honest with you. The next part of the question is, if you recommend a lawyer getting involved, do you think having a completed template could save attorneys billable hours? I guess... I think that if you have a template that's created and you know what all the assets are, that's fine. It probably would reduce some of the billable hours, but how much could it cost? I mean, how complicated are their lives? The the couple said they'd like the prenup to have a three-year sunset clause. Why would you want that, Mark? I don't know why you'd have a sunset clause. I'll tell you what, the couple live in Pennsylvania. I would talk to an, a, um, 
an attorney. I really would. There's too many caveats to all of these things. So I don't know what else is going on in their lives. Sure. You know, have a balance sheet for each of them. I don't know if you're kids from a prior relationship or something, but, um, and, and listen to what the, the doctor, listen to what the lawyer says, because in my mind, it's more important what the advice is from the lawyer than from us. Uh, we're not lawyers. Okay. Let's see. This is someone who says, I'm 78 years old. I dumped my stock funds into money market two months ago. Woo, there's some <laughs> Mark. I say that market timing doesn't pay off, but maybe this one does. Yeah, this is just luck. Left my bond funds alone to see them fall. You advised last week to keep bonds at my age. I don't have years ahead of me to recover. What do you do? I don't know. Do you need the money? No, I wouldn't just get rid of them and maybe just keep the bonds and chill out and listen to what Kathy said last weekend about keeping bonds and bond funds and collect your income and don't freak out too much. This is from Julie who wants to gift her niece some money for her bat mitzvah later this month. Her mom doesn't work and is on government assistance. I believe her dad works under the table. I'm not sure their situation. And I also want to continue continue to contribute to her future financial well-being. I'm not sure the best option. I don't want to impact her ability to qualify for as much financial aid as possible for college. What should I do? I am pretty sure she will go to college. She's bright, confident, independent, and I'm so proud of her. And also, I have a third grader. I've been thinking about opening up a Roth IRA for him. Can't do a Roth IRA in a third grader. Mark, wouldn't that be good? (laughs) You need earned income, so no Roth IRA for him. So you can't do that. Um, So for your son, I think um, maybe just do a 529 plan. That's number one. For for this kid, the problem is anything that would be used for school would be counted against her. Any UGMA or UTMA would be counted against her. The only thing that you could do where it wouldn't be counted against her is to just open an account in your name and know that you're going to give it to her eventually because you're not the biological mother. You know what I mean? So... Um, Mark, what do you think about that, about just having an account for the kid and then just saying to her that she will be part of the, you know, that this is what she's doing? I mean, if it's a small amount, then just do the 529 for the kid. And otherwise, you can put a bunch of money in your own name and just know that it's earmarked for her in the future. Okay, this is from Tam, who says... I have a rollover IRA with Fidelity. It's worth about $850,000. I have an offer from a manager to actively manage it for 0.6% a year. That's pretty cheap, actually. It, it is a reasonable cost. If, you're, if you have less than a million dollars, anything less than a 1% is a good number. And the question is, I don't think I can manage it myself. One of the funds fell over 30%. What are your thoughts? I'm 48 years old, working, wife is at home with four kids, another 401k with 200 grand. Thank you for uh, providing this amazing service. Good luck with the book. I plan to buy it when it comes out. Thank goodness. Um, Look, if you have the rollover and someone's going to give you some management, that's great. I just want to be clear that, you know, are you going to just get money management, in which case, you know, you could probably even do it cheaper. You could do it with someone uh, with another robo advisor. You can do it with Betterment. You could do it with Vanguard. Hopefully this person's going to also give you a little financial advice. So I'd like to know if they're going to give you financial advice with that as well. I think that would be really good if you could get both. All right. Okay. This next question is from Dwayne who says, I'll have 30 years on the job with a full pension in five months. I'm 52 years old. Okay. So here's the pension deal. They'll pay me half of my salary if I retire at age 52. Should I find another job or stay at the current job? 
oh my God, Mark, 76 mile commute, two and a half hours sitting in a car every day, 25 bucks a day in gas alone for the commute. Oh my God. Great benefits, healthcare. There's a big increase in the pension every year, one and a half percent every year past 30 years. Okay. So here's the deal. I would get $65,000 a year from the pension unless I add my wife, which would reduce the pension to $55,000. I like my job. I've got multiple rental properties. Oh my God. 12 total, eight owned with my brother. Wife is 50. Kid is 16. Two and a half million in assets, 425 grand in mortgage debt. Annual household salary, the gross is 220. Rental income, 120 grand a year. Five years left on my mortgage. Could sell rental, pay off the mortgage. I don't want to sell most of them that are paid off. 250 grand in a Roth, 450 in a 401k, 250 in a 403b, 100,000 in an emergency reserve fund, $50,000 in a brokerage account, 85 grand in a 529, $60,000 cash. And I plan on building, I don't know what that word is, but a barn. <laughs> and I put 30 grand a year in retirement accounts. Health is okay. Not great. Lots of costs in rental maintenance and upkeep. Mark, I think he's got to stop this commute. Yeah. Get another job closer. That's what I would do. I wouldn't do it until I had another job, but why don't you look and see if you have another job available for you? I mean, you got plenty of money. If you can do it remotely, that would be great, but maybe you can't. Um, You have enough money to make a different choice, but here's the deal, Dwayne. The whole game plan, um, you know, predicated on all these rental properties, it seems like a, a lot of stuff. You have the money. It's just, I don't know, like you say, you don't want to sell the rental property, but uh, obviously, if you had some of that money back in the form of liquidity, it would be great. But, you know, maybe it's cash flowing okay. Look, I think the the reality is you have, you have the ability to do it. Whether you want to do it is something else. Go look and see if you can get another job. And then we go from there. How about that? And we'll see what the, comp, the comps are. All right, this is our final message of the day from Lisa, who says, I had to write to say thank you for the insightful investor panic prevention plan. It talked me back down to earth. The title panic prevention caught my eye as panic has been my recent state of mind. Oh, brother. My little business has grown from $220,000 annually before COVID into $2.4 million in 2021. Holy smokes. Last month was the first in 24 months that we did not grow. In fact, we were down. My mind has been running wild with worst case scenarios. I need no facts to paint a picture sometimes. And it's kind of ridiculous to still be doing this at age 60. It still happens. I saw steps for my situation in your subtitles and reading it brought my feet back to solid ground. While I have cash reserves, ever enough, no business debt, and a solid business future, I still panic. Thank you for pouring a little concrete into my shoes with steps to consider and follow. I read it in the Daily Press, Newport News, Virginia. Kindest regards, Lisa. (gasps) Mark, that makes me feel so good. I really appreciate your note, Lisa. So thank you. You made our day. That's fantastic. So today, Lisa doesn't have to do something nice for someone else today because she just did it. So thank her and thank all of you. That is it. That's the program. 
we do appreciate you listening and we love your lovely comments. And if you've got a question or you want to say something nice to us, just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you want to come on the air. Sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Don't forget to leave us a rating or review. And you can subscribe to us wherever you get your favorite podcast. We've got another one called Eye on Money. Name soon to be changing, I think, Mark. I'll, I'll let you know about that. Uh, do lift someone up today. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.